Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. Welcome to the Build Your Success Podcast today. As you know, this is a podcast where we build you so you can build others. We also like to help you build businesses and build relationships. And we have special guests from time to time. Today, I'm pretty excited about this guest. We have Stephanie Stuckey. How many of you have driven down the interstate and you've seen these Stuckey convenience stores scattered pretty, pretty frequently across the interstate system? You recognize it's just a, a name you recognize. Well, Stephanie happens to be the CEO of this company. We're going to talk about her experience there. But, you know, that's not the first thing she did. So Stephanie's got this long list of things she's done. She was a state bar member of Georgia. She was a Green Chamber of South Board member. She's got a lot of law experience. She's a Leadership Atlanta class member of 2017. She's even been the Georgia General Assembly House of Representatives, state representative. So there's some politics in this yeah. background. So, I was in elected office 14 years. Yeah, just some great stuff here. But you're back with the family brand now. So tell us a little. Welcome to the podcast, by the way, Stephanie. Thank you, Brian. A pleasure. And I've been listening to your episode. So I'm really honored to have been invited. Well, I, uh, I, I you know, I recognize this Stucky's brand. I know. We used to make some road trips to Georgia and up to Illinois, and, and my aunt loved these goo-goo bars, and I know we could get those at Stuckey's, and we'd stop and pick those up and take those to her. Uh, I think my mom loved the pecan logs, so Stuckey's is something that I recognize, and, and I love to see everything you're doing, and, and we're going to get into that, but first of all, just well, can I say some thank you uh, just real quickly on the Goo Goo reference? We do not make Goo Goo's, but there's a long-standing connection with Stuckies and Goo Goo's. And we, I, I'm doing a blog now. It's called the Pecan Blog Roll. And this week's blog is going to be on the Stuckies and the Goo Goo connection. So oh, cool. huge fans of Goo Goo candy. And uh, the, the founder or one of the, the men who ran Goo Goo for many years, his father was the president of Stuckey's for a period of time and his brother helped run the Stuckey candy plant. And we sell a lot of Goo Goo clusters. It's one of my favorite candies. So glad you Oh, that's great Goo to Goo's. hear and, and, and yeah. understand those long lasting relationships because it's so important to leadership. It's so important to life and so important to business. So Great to hear a testimony of something people recognize. Awesome with that. Yeah, it's a collaboration. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm all about, you know, a lot of these classic brands, we're not competitors, we're collaborators. We, we're in it together. Absolutely. Well, you know, this, your Stuckies is a family business, a very recognizable name. You're the third generation. You reminded me about the post I read this morning about how you shouldn't be the heir apparent to this. I happen to work for a third generation construction company. So I get some of the ins and outs, you know, that it's not always rosy working with family, but it's also got its benefits and perks as well. But, but tell us how you became today the CEO of Stuckey's Corporation. Sure. So I'll abbreviate a 30 year career. I never expected to take over Stuckey's and that was my LinkedIn post. So I invite folks to follow my journey on LinkedIn. I post 
pretty much every day and I talk very personally about my journey in running this brand that I think is iconic and I grew up like many of you stopping at the stores and, and love the stores but I was number four of five children that my father had and number five of my grandfather's seven grandchildren and never was the heir apparent to run Stucky. So I pursued my own career. I went to University of Georgia Law School. I practiced law for many years. I ran and got elected to the Georgia legislature, served for 14 years. Then I ran an environmental law firm and was tapped to be head of sustainability for the city of Atlanta and had a whole career as a sustainability environmental leader. And then my father's former business partners, he co-owned Stuckey's with several partners. They called me a year ago and asked me if I was interested in buying their shares of the com company. And I just took a leap of faith. I joked that when life gives you pecans, you make pecan log rolls. And I thought this, this was meant to be. I knew my grandfather and I knew how special Stuckey's could be. And the stores fell out of family hands for decades. My father got them back. He helped turn the company around, but I knew there was so much more that could be done for the company. And frankly, the last decade, my dad and his partners had largely retired and left just a skeleton crew running the company. There hadn't been a, a CEO in, in almost a decade. So I, I said, well, if I'm, if I'm gonna buy this, I wanna run it because we need a CEO. It might as well be me. And they thought about it and said, okay. And then uh, six months later, I bought my dad out. And as of this week, I have a partner. So I'm now back to being a half owner. And uh, my partner it runs a pecan company and he's a family run business. And it's so far so good, but we've been talking about this partnership for months and I'm, it's, our families have known each other for decades. So I feel very optimistic. It sounds like you have some great synergies and you shared some of your vision with me when we first started about talking, having this podcast, you told me that Stuckey's is an 80 year old startup. So what are the challenges associated with reviving an 80 year old iconic business? So we have, I think a, a journey that's different from most of these brands that we know and love. And I'm thinking like Howard Johnson's and Holiday Inn, some of the companies that were founded around the same time, most of them fell out of family hands. They got bought by larger corporations and they stayed that way. Some of them run well, some of them not, but Stuckey's came back into family hands. And how often does that happen? I think it's just such a special opportunity to revive what makes these brands nostalgic. Uh, I'll, I'll give an example. Wendy's, Dave Thomas, the founder, and he was so personable and absolutely loved him. Well, Wendy's has been bought out by a corporate conglomerate and it's just not the same. It's not the family feel. And I just think how very fortunate I am that we, Stuckey's is now back in the family. So it is, a, it's an 80 year old startup because we're starting in many respects all over again. Uh, and so how do you remain relevant in an ever-changing world? And I, I, I saw something I read recently about bring the past forward. So that's what I'm trying to do. How do I draw on that wonderful nostalgia, but at the same time modernize and remain relevant? And, and a lot of that's keeping up with market trends and keeping up with technology. 
and I'm working really hard to make sure that I'm following what's happening in the roadside convenience store gas station market and looking at technological advances that we can incorporate and so we'll we'll keep on being relevant as we move forward. I love that and it- when I mentioned to my mom that uh, I was having this podcast, how excited I was about it. I told her about remembering the goo goos and the, and then seeing the sides on the road and just knowing what a nostalgic brand this is. And now she likes to tell people she's my sister and she does look very young, but she remembers hamburgers. She said, what a great hamburger Stucky's had. I, I didn't know that about the Stucky's brand. It had diners as well. Well, we never had full sit down service restaurants. And this is a great story about my grandfather. And there's so many nuggets of business wisdom and what he did and how he ran his business. And it's amazing to me because he didn't go to business school. He had to drop out of University of Georgia during the depression and everything was self-taught and just working hard and observation. And I share a lot of his stories on LinkedIn and the response has been amazing. So I think people really relate to some of these homespun stories of, of how he learned just through the, the school of hard knocks and talking about how, how he laid out his stores. He wanted to make sure that people were shopping and spending money on the souvenirs and the candy. Cause we started out as a candy store and a pecan operation, you know, selling pecans on the side of the road. So he didn't want full service sit down restaurants. He wanted a snack bar where people ordered food and then they'd be walking around the stores buying his products. He had very limited seating and he always had this great wall of candy. If you go into some of the old stores, there's a few of the original ones still around. You'll see that original wall and it was a wall of candy and you had to walk by there to go to the restroom. And everyone wanted to go in the store to use the rest, you know, you use the restroom when you're on the road. And he made sure they walked by that wall of candy. So just things like that. He just did it by observing and understanding human nature. Yeah. And one of the things you posted that I was really intrigued by is how he decided to locate the next store. So, so tell our listeners how he did that. (laughs) This is my favorite story about my grandfather. He would drink a cup of coffee and he would get in his car and just start driving. And when he felt the need to, pull over and use the facilities, that's where he would cite the store. So that's how I figured out how far apart the store should be. And I think that's a very scientific method. Absolutely. It is. It's, it's probably what I call Brian proof way of doing things. Yeah. Uh, right. Instead, instead of foolproof, it's just Brian proof because yep. you got to, you know, Hey, when you think things through and simply, sometimes we overthink things and, and to know the simplicity of, Hey, grab a cup of coffee and decide when you need to go to the restroom. That's where to build the next store. I love it. Yeah. And that really encapsulates how I'm trying to run this business with a sense of how my grandfather did things that was very hands-on and personal. And at the same time, recognizing that you do need to modernize some, but I don't know how often you really need some of these focus groups and this market-based research that's extremely expensive. And frankly, we can't afford. I've been putting posts up on LinkedIn asking people who read my post, what do you think of these designs for Stucky's mugs? The last post I did like that, I got almost 400 comments. That is so much more valuable, I think, than doing market-based research with a big firm where people are hired and may or may not care about the brand. I got terrific feedback from that. 
So I'm trying to learn from my grandfather, really take a, a cue from him on how he ran things and, and move the company forward with that, that knowledge. Yeah, and so much wisdom in that to, to reach out yeah. to your network and, and let them help you make decisions that, that frankly, if you ask the people, the people tell you what they want, it's the best of both worlds. Hey, if you, if you make something that they don't want, of course, they're not going to buy it. And you're, you want them to exchange. Right. And it gets buy-in and it gets engagement. I, I think people love a comeback, right? There's a reason why Rocky is such a timeless story and an amazing movie. People love to root for the underdog. And frankly, Stuckey's is the underdog. We have, we went from almost 370 stores to less than a hundred. Right now we're at 67 and of those only 20 are like the traditional standalone stores. The rest are co-branded stores within a store. So we're lean and scrappy and we're, we're coming back. And the only way I can do that is for people to be part of that journey and to want to be a, uh, a team with us, partner with us, and help revive the brand. And that means stopping at Stuckey's and recognizing some of these stores are fixer-uppers. Some of our stores, I go visit them, and I'm physically in there cleaning up the bathrooms because <laughs> they need so much work. But we're going to do it. I, I just feel like there's a lot of energy around this brand, and I'm getting offers from developers who are interested in investing and helping me rebuild the stores and make them look better. So. I'll just say if you stop at a Stuckey's and have a bad experience, first of all, email me directly and let me know what happened because I want to know. And every single Yelp review, every single Google review, every single website review goes directly to my inbox. I read all of that. I've got it programmed so I get it. And I will follow up and I will call you personally and just know we're on the case and we're, we're building this brand back. Stephanie, I know that's true about you because I mentioned the store that I'm familiar with to you. And you, as the CEO, told me the plans you have for that store that's a few states away, you know. So I definitely, maybe a state away, but I recognize, when, I, when you told me that, I said, she's on the game. She, she knows yeah. what she's planning. She knows what she's doing and, and recognizing what, that that store does need improvement. I mean, that's a fact. And, and, uh, but you got it on your radar, and, it, and it's, it's something you're going to work on and, and going to do Keep yeah, I'm personally road tripping and visiting every Stucky store this year, even with the COVID restrictions. And I've hit um, over 50. So I've got a little less than 20 stores to visit by by year's end. So I'll make it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're going to do that. And your stores are going to recognize you for caring enough to, to come see them, to help to, to wash the floor, to flush the toilet. I mean, yeah. that's real stuff. And when they see you stepping in and leaning in, it's going to make them want to lean in so much harder. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. I love that you're preserving not, not only the brand, but some of the nostalgia, some, some of the old advertisements 
you know, yeah. as, you, as you alluded to earlier, your, your grandfather kept it simple. And I think simple is going to work for you today. Some of this nostalgic branding, some of this nostalgic uh, advertisements. Tell yeah. us about some of those, some of that creative advertising that was done. Well, just the design of the stores, many folks will recognize old Stuckies. I cannot tell you how many times, really even a day, people send me photos of old Stuckies and they'll say, can you please revive it? And they recognize the stores because my grandfather, one of his number one marketing tricks was the design of the store. And he started off with just very simple, your basic store design and then he came up with this brainstorm in the 1950s during the post-war ii construction boom and there was lots of construction available and people in the business helping to build these stores so he had he had lots of labor and he had lots of supplies and he built these arched roofs that many people recognize it, it's sort of a slope and uh, a very distinctive bright teal turquoise color that you could see for miles away and he would always try to site his stores on a slope or on a hill so you could see it sort of shining up as you pulled over. He tried to get as close to that exit as possible. Uh, so there was that and um, billboards, billboards, billboards. He used to joke that he had more money in billboards than he did in candy. And at one point he had almost 4,000 billboards all over the country. And he, he would start doing the billboards like 100 miles away. So he built up this anticipation and the closer you got, the closer the billboards would be spaced to one another till they were almost like 50 feet away from one another. And this is the wonderful thing. When he passed away in 1977, on his gravestone is the Stuckey's logo. That His gravestone looks like his Stuckey's billboard, which I love. Uh, so he was the salesman to the end. I really... You know, when I go visit his grave, I like to put a little pecan log roll there. Like, it's almost like a little store, you know? He definitely was a man ahead of his time. And it, and it yeah. sounds to me like he's got a granddaughter that's ready to take over and, and, and use what she's learned from him. And, and I'm sure your dad as well. And, and, and make this iconic name. It's, it's your last name. And, and it's a brand that you got, got to keep. You, you kept it from the investors yeah. Awesome. And, and, and shout out to my dad for getting it back, which he navigated some business politics to get the company back from the company that had bought the company that had bought Stuckey's. And he, he kept it alive and he started a concept of co-branding in the 1980s before you saw a lot of co-branding. He was co-branding Stuckey's with Dairy Queen stores and had his own company, Interstate Dairy Queen Corporation, was extremely successful with that business as well. So lots of lessons from my dad also. Yeah. And how can you go wrong with candy and ice cream? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really good combination. And I mean, he started doing that in 1985. Nowadays you pull over and you expect to see a subway next to a Dunkin' Donuts next to a Baskin Robbins. And they're all under the same roof under a pilot or a loves or whatever. But in 1985, they weren't doing that. And he was really one of the first, just like my grandfather was one of the first stores on the interstate highway system. He was there. He was actually there before the interstate. They built the interstate and he had to move his locations. Oh, wow. That's a great story. So pioneer on the cutting edge of these things. Yeah. He founded the company in 1937. Wow. And where was that at? Eastman, Georgia. 
Okay. And it was on uh, Route 441, and he sold pecans on the side of the road. And my grandmother started making some candies, and he sold quilts and local jams and jellies and honey. And it was really in the middle of nowhere. And he said one day this tourist uh, from New York drove by, and she said, you must be crazy building this shack selling candy in the middle of nowhere. And he always told that story and he would joke about, well, crazy, yes, but successful, yeah. <laughs> it was very successful. So don't let people dissuade you and say you're crazy. You know, maybe you need to be a little crazy to come up with these ideas that no one else has and, and invest in them and, and make them a success. Well, back to his simple idea of grab a cup of coffee and figure out how far to go. Being in the middle of nowhere, and have you, I've been on trips before when I'm like, oh, wow, finally, there is a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> and so being in the middle of nowhere for the first store was probably another advantage. Hey, wow, we haven't seen nothing in a long time. Here's something we can stop at and, and get our kids some candy. Absolutely. And Stuckey's is all about championing small towns all over the country because that's where we're located. I joke that with my new job, I get to travel to Cuba Alabama, Paris, Texas, Baghdad, Florida. So these are wonderful places. These Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and Somerton, South Carolina, and Old Fort, North Carolina, Perry, Georgia. I've been to all of these places and they're special. One of the things I'm doing is focusing on reviving the great American road trip and the fun, odd roadside attractions along the way, like the world's largest ball of twine, and the pick your own watermelon place and uh, a guy who built a ufo in his cornfield that you can go visit i love those places and so i'm doing roadside itineraries in conjunction with american road magazine and we're posting them and they're all within an hour's drive of stucky stores some of these fun places you can visit and uh, I'm a firm believer that you can find culture on the side of the road and you can find culture on the interstate and these uh, alligator farms and petting zoos and tiki gardens, they're just as much a wonderful cultural experience as going to the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that, Stephanie. You, you said something earlier that reminded me in, in construction. I've, I've been in construction my whole career. and we were at a job site one time here in Florida and we had this foundation we'd been working on for several weeks to get done in time for this dome to be erected on it, which was just cool in itself, this big round shaped building. And the fabric that was the form for this dome was, was scheduled. And, and so the project manager asked this guy that was responsible for that, Hey, where's this at? And when will it be here? He said, well, it left Paris yesterday. And the whole room went silent because we're waiting on this fabric to finish this job. Wow. And, and, and he paused intentionally and said, Paris, Texas. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it made it on time. It was fine. But the, the guy had his all set up for that. And it just, you know, Paris, Texas, Baghdad, those places, people don't even realize yeah. they're there. Two Egg, Florida is another one that's uh, here in North Florida. Great. There's some great names. Hot Coffee, Mississippi. Yeah. I put that in my itinerary. Uh, what, I love it when they mispronounce the names. Like there's a Vienna, Georgia, named after Vienna, right? So 
it's kind of fun when they s switch up the names a little bit and we Americanize it. Well, probably uh, in the case of Georgia, we probably Southernize it because that's what I would do to it. it. Actually, used to say Vienna isn't the right way to say it, and the people in Vienna have it all wrong. <laughs> yes, that, that's the way it goes here. Well, I just enjoyed our conversation. It's, uh, it's great that you're reviving this brand. I love what you're doing, the posting you're doing. You know, it's exciting to see that someone cares this much about their name, their, their family's name, and the business their grandfather created, that you're pouring your life into it. And, and, you're, and you're setting an example to, to go out and meet with these store owners, be there for them, and bring this back to life. I, again, I love this analogy of this isn't for you. It's an 80-year-old startup. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I was so blessed to have known my grandfather. I was 12 when he passed away. But I have such rich memories of going to the stores as a kid and seeing the talking mina birds and the dunking bird, if any of y'all remember those souvenirs, the smoking monkey, the Mexican jumping bean, the ashtrays in the shape of a state, all that fun stuff. And so I knew him. I knew what the stores could be. And more importantly, I knew that experience. And everyone talks about how they want to have retail experience. I think Stucky's really set the bar high for what a retail experience could be and can be. And it's my goal to revive that. And it's bigger than Stuckey's. It's reviving the great American road trip. That, that's my mission. That's awesome. What a great mission. And no doubt the Stuckey's stores brought smiles to children's faces for the candy, smiles to the parents' faces for a break and a restroom and a stop. And just, just a great thing for to be involved in. For the listeners, hey, if you see a Stuckey's on the side of the road, stop in, recognize this piece of nostalgia and Stephanie said she's going to answer your calls if, if you if you have a claim yeah. or talk about it. So just understand there is a CEO with the last name Stucky behind this business and uh, enjoy those businesses. Stephanie, how can our con listeners get in contact with you, speaking of getting in contact with you? Well, follow me on LinkedIn. I do my absolute best to answer those LinkedIn messages timely. There, I get a lot of them, but I'm happy to respond Maybe you have to message me a couple times, but I will get to you. Follow me on Twitter at Stucky Stop or Instagram at Stucky Stop. Uh, we're at Stucky's Pecans on both of those sites. And then Facebook, it's Stucky's. Unfortunately, awesome. uh, Twitter and Instagram, someone beat us to the Stucky's domain or hash or, or tag, whatever. So it's Stucky's Pecans on Instagram and Twitter, but Stuckies on Facebook and we have a huge Facebook community and it's growing every day. You can also go on our website, stuckies.com. You can buy our products online. A lot of our, our candies, t-shirts, mugs, hats. So we've got branded merchandise for sale in addition to our classic candies and goo goo clusters. Find awesome. all that www.stuckies.com and the pecan blog rolls on the website too. Perfect. We will put those website and all of our social media things in the show notes. So you'll be able to listeners, you'll be able to get to that in the show notes. I so appreciate you listening to the podcast today. I also want to make you aware this year, I'm the host of live to lead Lakeland here in Florida, but this year, John Maxwell has offered that virtually. So anyone listening anywhere in the world, and I know we have listeners across the world, 
you can join us for Live to Lead this year virtually. Go to my website, www.livetoleadlakeland.com and click on the Join Us Virtually button. There's also an in-person option, but if you're, if you're not from our area, click on the virtual option and join us to hear from these great speakers. Let me tell you who they are. John Maxwell, Kat Cole, Steve Harvey, Alan Mullaly, and they just announced Craig Groeschel. So we're excited about Live to Lead this year that it's offered to anyone. So again, anybody that's listening to this and hearing this can join us. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Go over to wherever you're listening to the podcast. Give us an honest rating and review and share this podcast with others. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.